Hey scholars, thank you again for choosing this podcast to listen to today. I hope that this message blesses you and everyone connected to you. Make sure you share this link with anyone who needs to hear this word. So we are in a new series and my goal for this new 4PF series is that when we're finished, you'll have four new pockets of knowledge that equips you for kingdom building. Today's episode is titled Extreme Makeover Prayer Edition because now more than ever, that's just what we need. And I know I probably say that on every episode, but it's the truth. I am not telling you anything that I do not believe. While studying for this series, I realized that some people, me being my first line of research, don't understand the totality of prayer. Like as I grow with Christ, I'm more and more disgusted at how most of my prayers went because they were mainly one-sided and ended with me being in a comfortable situation. And I don't know about you, but I wasn't used to saying, God, I'm okay with being uncomfortable as long as you get the glory in the end. Most of my prayers, just being honest, were instantly gratifiable, which isn't even a word, but it is a thing, okay? A selfish thing, a trick of the enemy. I feel like my community needs a faith lift, a confidence boost, and an extreme makeover prayer addition. Most of you may not know, but I drink a gallon of water a day. And of course, this means that I am always running to the bathroom. And because of this, I bet I can tell you all of the cleanest restrooms within a five mile radius of my gym, because when you have to go, you just have to go. So last week I went into this newly renovated department store and mostly everything was looking good until I got to the restroom. (laughs) I could almost immediately tell where they skimmed the money. The piping was exposed, the ceiling was tinted and discovered, and it was a hot mess. But how many of us can identify with being like that department store? We have renovated so many areas of our life except the vital parts, like our prayer life. So I want us to think, are there remnants from unanswered prayers leaving a stench or mold in our prayer life? So a while back, I was listening to a... Sarah Jake's sermon and she was comparing our soul to a subdivision and she said each important area of our life has built a house there your degrees your childhood your marriages your insecurities they all have different value and so she went on to talk about the value of these houses and my question is how much do you believe the house of insecurity brings your value down well however much you think it doesn't okay we just need to change our perspective we just need some renovation It was a good word, and I can't say how she said it. You just need to watch it. I have linked it in the description box below because it really blessed my life, and I think that it will bless your life as well. But if you're like me, and I pray you're like me, maybe you haven't noticed that your prayer life needs renovation. Maybe you put other areas in front, like finances or family. Today, I am here to remind you that your faith and prayer life is like the glue, the ceiling, and all other super important things that's essential when building a solid foundation. The kind of prayer I'm talking about moves mountains. The kind of prayer that moves mountains is the prayer for the fruitfulness of God's kingdom. We find ourselves today in the 11th chapter of Mark. It's really important for you to go and read the entire chapter to get the full view. But today, let me set the scene. Right now, what's happening is it's time for Passover, which is a really big festival and leading up to Jesus's crucifixion. Jesus was coming into town, praying for and blessing people. So upon entering town, Jesus was really, really hungry and he saw a fig tree that looked very promising. But upon arrival, he was tricked. The fig didn't bear any fruit, so he cursed it. 
Then Jesus proceeded to the temple where he expected to find people praying and worshiping in preparation for the coming Messiah. What he found instead was a big flea market kind of deal where people of privilege were oppressing those coming to worship and out of towners were being taxed a lot. He cleared it all out because one, that wasn't the original function of the temple and two, they were just well out of line. Both instances exemplify what it's like to live a religious life without substance. Where we find ourselves today is Mark 11, verse 20 through 26. I will be reading out of the NIV version of the Bible. My Bible reads, In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you curse has withered. Verse 22 says, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have already received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. God uses this extreme example did you see what i did there to show just how much he can do which makes the impossible very much so reality like a mountain of student loan debt is nothing for our god he's gonna wipe that thing clean but my bible reminds me that we're gonna need more than positive affirmations and a positive mindset to make it happen yeah we're actually gonna have to put in some real work we're gonna have to acknowledge how much room there is for improvement so we can fill the gaps Right now, I want us to think of some mountains that we need to throw in the sea. Insecurities, doubt, fears, addiction, codependency, financial instability. The list can go on and on. God can and will answer all of your prayers, but some conditions must be met. Now I know y'all are like, oh my gosh, you just told us God's love is unconditional. Just know he's going to love you regardless. But some of us have a hard time praying because one or more of the following are not in place or neglected when it comes to our prayer life. And the purpose of today's episode is to help you renovate your prayer life as you build intimacy with God. The first step in your prayer life renovation is to establish a solid foundation as a true believer. Some of us are out here have believing. Point blank period. We need to know that Jesus is the savior. End of discussion. His death cleared our sin debt. That mountain is already moved. The second step is to demolish all grudges. And if you're used to like renovating the house, you know that demolition may take a long time. You know, it sounds easy to demolish all grudges, but let's just be real. Some of them are a little bit deeper than the others or some of them have been held a little bit longer than the others. So they've created like a big hole in our life. How often do we bless and curse people within the same day? The same hour within the same sentence, right? It's easy, but we have to get out of the habit of taking the easy way out. If I could avoid all the people who bring me discomfort and irritate me, I would be uh, more isolated than I am already, (laughs) you know, but that will make me happy. That will also be me taking the easy way out and not allowing myself to grow through what I go through. It's hard, but we have to forgive others for our prayer life's sake. The third thing that we have to do is remove self-serving motives. Like previously mentioned, God is not our personal Santa Claus or fairy godparent that's going to keep granting us self-gratifying things. I know some people are mad that he didn't grant them the tangible things that they prayed for, like the houses, the possessions, and even the people. 
when we've never really stopped to pray that that same thing we prayed for blesses someone else. Which brings me to the last DIY prayer life hack. Our prayers must be for the good of God's kingdom. Some of us are wondering if we ever had a genuine prayer that checked all of these boxes before. I also want us to take some time to reflect on our unanswered prayers. Where was the disconnect? Were there leaks in the foundation or more demolition needed? Only you know. The takeaway from today is that when we pray, we should express our desires, but want his will before ours. With something to think about, I want you to check yourself to see if your prayers are God-centered or self-serving. The goal for today is to demolish and get rid of any old ways of self-serving prayer requests and allow God to take up space within our newly renovated prayer life. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it.